Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Seaton, there are things in life that are okay to cheap out on. You know, if you go to the car wash, just get the express wash. Yeah. Just a rinser. Right. And you can tidy it up at home. But speaking of cars, the one thing you should never cheap out on is your battery. I'm no tech, but I can tell you that you don't want to be with a bad battery, especially with winter around the corner, and no one wants to end up with a lifelong. My buddy Mark has a car. He was over at my place the other day. Notoriously cheap Mark. Mark. His nickname. Mark's car battery, I'm not kidding, the other day in Vermont, died in my front yard, and I had to jump his car to get him home. Come on, Mark. Get it together. Get it together, Mark. Go to Interstate Battery. That's why you need Interstate Batteries. I'm talking to you, Mark. America's number one replacement battery brand. And the battery auto techs prefer three times more than the other brands. Keep your car prepared for anything, especially with winter. Get a quick battery test today to find out if your battery is going to go bad. And make sure you let your family know to check their batteries, too. Come on, family. Find your closest Interstate Batteries dealer at interstatebatteries.com. You can also check them out at Facebook. Interstate Batteries. They're made for you. They're made for Mark. They're outrageously dependable. Check out your batteries at interstatebatteries.com. That's interstatebatteries.com. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. They not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331 5-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. My Buffalo Bills, this is Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. Final hour on this Tuesday. I just shocked the Danettes. And that's saying something. I have never done a crossword puzzle in my life. I don't know why. I've never, I started it. I've never completed a crossword puzzle. I probably got maybe two or three answers in, and then that's about it. But I've never done a crossword puzzle. I've never done a jigsaw puzzle. Jigsaw puzzle? As a child? I don't remember. We couldn't afford a jigsaw puzzle, Paulie. It was all. It was one piece. It Wasn't was, life a jigsaw puzzle for us back then? What do you got against puzzles, dude? I don't have anything against a puzzle, I, but I, I don't remember. I, you know what I am? I'm anti-frustration. And doesn't a jigsaw puzzle feel like frustration? Doesn't a crossword puzzle sound like frustration waiting to happen? Yes, Tom. Yeah, but as a young kid, it's a sense of accomplishment. You're putting the border together and starting to. But what if I don't get it something? done? What if I don't get it done? Eventually, you get it done. People, you know, sometimes it takes days, weeks. You walk away from it. You come back to it. You put it somewhere on a little table. I know. Then you can glue it and hang it up if you want. Yes, Seaton. When I just recently had jury duty, we started doing a puzzle in that room and considered deliberating long enough until we actually finished the puzzle. <laughs> and then we're going to go back into the thing. But we're like, well, we're kind of right up against it. Do we want to come back here tomorrow? It's finishing the puzzle that important that we want to come back for one more day. And then we're like, nah, let's just go. It feels like that'd be frowned upon, Seton, that, you know, people in the uh, in the court 
room are going, man, they're deliberating a long time. Why is that? And they get out like the uh, like the defense or somebody's like, that's good for us. They're really in there. Think about it. This is good. Was it, a puzzle, was it a puzzle that spelled out guilty? And if you guys got it done a certain amount of time, that guy's Ooh. gone? That way, when you first sit down in the room, we saw that there were puzzles there. And we're like, oh, that's not a good sign. We could be here for days. We might be here for a little while. Yes. Yes, Todd. It is an odd thing, though, because unless you're gluing it and hanging up or something, when you do a jigsaw puzzle, all you do is once you put it all together, you're just bashing it and taking it apart and throwing it back in the can or in the box anyway. So it's kind of a silly thing. So maybe it's not that weird that you didn't do a jigsaw Yeah, I don't, I don't do any of those. And then if there's one piece missing, which is a good chance that could happen, how yeah. frustrating is that when there's a piece or two missing at the end? Yeah. Yeah, I see. I used to love, we would go on vacation when I was a kid, and I, for some reason we would go to, like, the beach for a week or something like that, or go to Vermont for the week, and my dad always brought a puzzle with him, a new puzzle. And over the course of the week, we would just sort of, like, you have a couple of minutes, you work on the puzzle a little bit, and then you finish it. It's kind of fun. Yeah, Paul. I think the philosophy around the puzzle is being communal and not actual the puzzle itself. The goal isn't to finish it and walk away. I think it's to spend time with uh, others, especially youths and uh and that's what the purpose of the puzzle, because obviously you could do it if you put your mind to it. Yeah, I never wanted to, like, I didn't need the camaraderie. Spending time with others is not your thing. <laughs> no, right. no. That's not your thing. No, the, the best time I have is when I'm by myself. It's like I last night I'm, I'm watching the football game, and my, my uh, daughter came in from Colorado, and she came downstairs and then said, you're not very talkative. I'm like, no, this is kind of what I do. Great to see you, hon, but I... And I'm going to sit here and chill. Talk uh, for a living, so you need a break. Yeah. Oh, that's, you know, I always get that when I come home from work and my wife wants to ask me 15 questions and I just go, uh, can I, can we wait? Just entertain the nation for three yeah, hours. Good you, God. Take a nap. Yeah. Watch the show. Maybe you can get some answers, hon, but not now. I'm tired. All right. Uh, welcome to the program, already in progress. Reggie Miller will join us coming up. Uh, congratulations to uh, Drew Brees breaking Peyton Manning's all-time career touchdown record. I know it means something. I just don't know what it means because Brady may break this. Brees would then break it back. Is somebody who is playing high school football going to break this record? Somebody in the NFL right now going to break this record? I don't know where we're going, but it feels like we, we keep looking for more offense. We want more offense. We want high scoring. We want fantasy points, gambler. You know, we, so what's it, what are these numbers going to mean? Because growing up, when a quarterback was throwing 15 to 18 times, that was a lot. And Dan Marino came along and you went, oh, that's different. You know, you, we've had these quarterbacks who come along and you go, okay, that's different. I don't know the next quarterback who comes along because it might not be the throwing numbers that are more impressive. It might be the running and throwing like Lamar Jackson. You know, if you're looking at Patrick Mahomes, is he going to be one of these guys who plays 15 years and puts up these kind of numbers? I don't know what the, the evolution of the position, the evolution of offenses in the NFL. And at some point, somebody comes along with a defense that can stymie, you know, some of these weapons here. I feel like. I don't know who that's going to be, but we've had those defensive-minded coaches, defensive coordinators who have come up with something. But with that means you have to have a lot of, a lot of athletes on the defensive side of the ball to be able to do that. And at some point, somebody's going to do that. But, you know, for the time being, uh, if you're throwing 300, 300 touchdowns used to be like, that is crazy. When, when Fran Tarkington held the record forever, I think 310, and I thought, no one will ever throw 300 touchdowns. And then when you realize it's okay to throw 40 times in a game, 
you threw 40 times when you were losing. Now you throw 40 when you're winning, and it's just different. The running back numbers are going to be the ones to keep an eye on because, you know, Frank Gore, the numbers he's putting up. You know, does anybody ever get close to Emmett? If, if Adrian Peterson had been healthy and, you know, didn't have the suspension, then he, he could have caught uh, Emmett Smith. But I don't know what we do with numbers with running backs because it might be more of what you do catching than what you do running. It's yards yards from scrimmage might be what gets you into the Hall of Fame from that position there. Yeah, Paul. You talk about the quarterback position. If you look at Joe Montana, who's considered one of the greats of all time, he played in the 80s and partially the 90s, not in the Stone Ages. He only had 30 touchdowns plus once. Yeah. And if he were playing in this era, Joe Montana averaged about 24 touchdown passes a year. Yeah. That would be below average. I don't think John Elway ever threw 30 touchdown passes in a season. But it doesn't mean he couldn't. Um, but, yeah, you know, assessing what's great in the NFL now with quarterbacks, it's going to be – it's difficult. It's I think it's tougher and tougher because you got guys who are getting more sacks. I think Reggie White's the greatest defensive player of all time. You know, but you're looking at, well, he somebody's going to surpass his stat, you know, and then you're going to go, well, that guy's better. Reggie White, to me, disrupted an entire offense all by himself, every play. You had to account for Reggie. Now, did I get to see Lawrence Taylor up close and personal? Absolutely. Uh, mean Joe Green was up there as well. But I think Reggie White's the greatest defensive player of all time. Uh, you're going to get more opportunities for sacks because there's more passes. But then the quick passes and you're already in shotgun and you don't get a chance to get to the quarterback. You know, a seven-step drop gave you that opportunity to get to the quarterback when he was getting to his five- or seven-step drop. So, I, I don't envy Hall of Fame voters in any sport because it's it's becoming tougher and tougher. You know, guys who strike out a lot of batters, uh, guys who hit a lot of home runs, that's not necessarily going to mean you're great or a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Paul. Here's a good Reggie White stat. In 1998, he's 37 years old at Green Bay. He was first-team All-Pro and had 16 sacks at 37 years old. Do you remember the play in the Super Bowl? Was it against Patriots? And he and he knocked the tackle. Uh, he he just gave him like a, it was like a form. He knocked him back. Not like Matt Light or someone. No, but it. I'm trying to think who that was. It's a famous play, but you just saw the athleticism and the brute strength of Reggie White, and you went, that's, you're not supposed to do that to another grown man. And I remember Reggie breaking through to get a sack, and it was. Really, really a devastating moment there, but he had a lot of those. He he was and what a what a gentleman, what a, what a wonderful person. He's one of those guys like Troy Polamalu. We always talk about well, Troy, you're just talking like this. And, you know, he had a good career with the Steelers, and then you see him on the football field, and you're like, oh boy, lights out. And Reggie was like that. I mean, he's the minister of defense. All right, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Gunther in uh, Florida joins us. Morning. Hey, DP, it's Gunter in Jacksonville, Florida. I just wanted to call you. Uh, by the way, long time, first time, six fun, oh, hard, one seven five. I called to tell you I appreciate your multiple lane approach in life. I'm referring to that one call that said, hey, watch yourself, stay in your lane. Yeah. By listening to your show through the years on my iPhone, I have restaurants and bars throughout the United States. 
And when I was in New York with my wife, we went to Keene's Steakhouse. How, good, way, how I, good was Keene's? I chose your porterhouse for two and had a dinner for two more days. It was <laughs> fabulous. But I, I, by the way, great. Iris sends his best. Iris sends his best. Oh, great. And I went upstairs and saw the um, playbill for Abraham Lincoln. And that is phenomenal to just view that. So thank you for your suggestions. Long time, and I will continue to be a long time. All thank right. you. Well, thank you. Yeah, this place, Keene's Steakhouse, they've got all of these. It used to be a place where the famous people, presidents, they had pipes. And they would go in there and smoke their pipes. And they're on the ceiling. So all these pipes that they smoked, great steakhouse. Um, and, and I have no affiliation with them. I'm just telling you, you know, they have great memorabilia in there. They have the program from when Lincoln was shot in there. But they've got a lot of great memorabilia. The wait staff is wonderful, and the food is great. It's in the theater district, outside the theater district. But it, it's one of those, if you get a chance and you can get in there, go. Yeah, see. It's got to be a strange moment, though, like when like, the president was just shot. Save this. <laughs> Save all this stuff. Yeah, I don't know if we had collectors back then. Yes, McLevin. Were you doing research for your role as Abraham Lincoln? Uh, yes, I was. Method actor? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> Although, I, I will say, I did look a little bit like Lincoln. Oh, the the bone structure, the yeah, height, yeah. The, the range? Yes. Like when Sandler said, Danny, I want you to be Lincoln. I'm thinking maybe Lincoln Kennedy, Lincoln Riley, and then he goes, Abe Lincoln. How are you going to be Lincoln Kennedy? I had a better chance of being Lincoln Kennedy than I did Abe Lincoln. And he goes, no, Dan, we're showing the picture on Audience Channel 239 and uh, BR Live. I, I look like Lincoln a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or not, but I do look like Lincoln in that picture. And you're, it doesn't end well for me. I think you're moment. wearing Adidas, though, in the bottom. <laughs> he didn't wear Adidas. He, oh, he didn't? He was No. Uh, yes. Jump man. I've said this before. <laughs> My favorite joke in that movie is Luke Wilson getting John It was your bodyguard, yes. and he got John Wilkes Booth's autograph yes. on his way to the bathroom <laughs> yes. right before he assassinated you. <laughs> John Wilkes Booth, I love your work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lincoln humor. And, and then he hears the gunshot, and, and Luke Luke Wilson is on going to the bathroom, and he's you know has this panic look on his face because he realizes John Wilkes Booth just walked by him. He got his autograph before he assassinates me. And it's such a Luke Wilson line, too. <laughs> He's so nice, you know. <laughs> uh, let me see. Sam and I would join us. Hi, Sam. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. Six foot. Keeping her on two bills at 197. Right. Um, a Chiefs ticket holder here. And uh, at, when we were sitting at eight and four, I quietly predicted we were going to run the table and get a bye week. But uh, you just let the cat out of the hat <laughs> and let everybody know that. So thanks for that. Yep. Uh, with that being said, we've uh, lost a couple guys on defense here lately. Agba a couple weeks ago, Oko four this week, and yeah. claimed uh, Terrell Suggs on waivers. Not sure how that waiver wire works. Uh, they say he cannot re- does not have to report to any of the teams, and he could also just go and sign with Baltimore later. Oh, I thought he went to the Chiefs, uh, or did they well, just they, claim they, him? Yeah, they claimed him off waivers, and they have the top spot to get him, but I've also oh. read that he can refuse to go there. Yeah, if I'm the Ravens, i probably reach out to him, and thanks for the phone call, Sam. Good luck in the postseason. You know, maybe he says, uh, the Ravens say to him, hey, don't go there. We want you to come back. I wouldn't want him on the Chiefs if I'm the Ravens. Yes, McClub. Yeah, I saw it was an initial report he would not report to Kansas City. Then there was a later report saying he would report. Okay. I hope he does. Yeah. 
That'd be fun to have the Chiefs go against the Ravens. Yes, McGlynn. I mean, if you're him, though, wouldn't you – now the Ravens are amazing. Wouldn't you want to get back into that party? If you're, yeah, but they didn't want you. Now they want you because ooh. they want to keep you from Kansas City. Oh, yeah. Do you want to go – do you want to beat the team that you built your Hall of Fame career But on? it seemed like he would, he really did want to go to, back to Baltimore. Yeah. Well, maybe he does, you know, and, and I could understand that. But the fact that he goes to Arizona – and now he's available, and now Baltimore wants you. I think they may want him back because they don't want him elsewhere. But is he, is he going to chase around Lamar Jackson? If I, only ha- I know, but if I only have him play 15 plays, I just say, hey, this is what we're using you for. We were curious. Um, Mike Florio brought up this question on Pro Football Talk today about, you know, Seattle has to let uh, Josh Gordon go because he failed another drug test. And would they go after Antonio Brown again? The commissioner was asked last week about Antonio Brown's status. Um, They haven't completed the investigation, according to the commissioner. Our investigators did. I did not meet with Antonio. They have more work to do. I'll give an update when I have more information. Oh, this is so... this, this, This feels like it's scripted here. It's just vague. It feels like it's vague for a reason. Let's just stretch this out so he's not playing again this season. You know, maybe, uh, you know, it's like late January, February, and all of a sudden they have a decision on Antonio Brown. I don't think the NFL wants him to go back into the league, certainly not this year. I think they'd like to see who he is and what he's going to be next year and then look at reinstatement there. Uh, James in Virginia. Hail to the Redskins, James. Welcome back to the program. Uh, Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. Happy Tuesday, man. Merry Christmas to you guys. I hope you have a happy new year as well because we probably won't talk, man. Hail to the Redskins, of course. I'll keep it short, and I'll end with my Super Bowl picks, man. Uh, man, the Redskins, there's no way they're taking a wide receiver in the first round, maybe later in the draft, man. They have the rookie of the year offensively in Terry McCorn, Steven Sims, and Calvin Harmon, both rookies, man. So they got they got something coming up, man. The Redskins roster isn't barren, man. They just need someone to guide them, man. But it's going forward in the NFL because there's so much good football out there, man. It's, it's a great year for the NFL. For me, <clears throat> I'm going to take the Seahawks and the Vikings in the NFC Championship with the Vikings winning. And I'm going to take uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship with the, the Chiefs winning. And oddly enough, man, I think Kirk Cousins is going to pull off the Whoa! right, man. I'm going to take the Vikings <laughs> to win it all, man. Hey, I hope you all have a wonderful time. Merry Christmas again. Have a great day, guys. Thank you, James. Thank you. I don't know if that changes the line in Vegas there. I want to know the injury to Dalvin Cook, though. I want to know how serious that is. Because this is a team, along with San Francisco, they're so reliant on their running game. And because of that, the play action for Kirk D. Cousins. That uh, I'd, I'd like to know a little more information there about Dalvin Cook. We talked to Kyle Rudolph last hour. He's not quite sure. Uh, we'll take a break here. Reggie Miller is uh, set to join us next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's geico.com.
Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. They not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331 5-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Oh, look who's got the big game coming up on Thursday night. Reggie Miller, part of the TNT crew with Kevin Harlan, Allie LaForce. Lakers, Bucks in Milwaukee, 8 Eastern on TNT. Good morning, Red. What a matchup doubleheader we have this Thursday. I am excited. I've been waiting for this for a few weeks. Yes, I wouldn't say we got the A game, though. We got the A game <laughs> between the Lakers and the Bucks, but no slouch having Houston and the Clippers follow up. So a fantastic doubleheader. How do you explain the Bucks losing at home to a Dallas team without Luka Doncic last night? Well, that's why you can never take anyone for granted in this league. I think it was a missight, uh, a misstep, an oversight, probably looking ahead at home, no Luka, and having LeBron and Anthony Davis and the Lakers on your mind. Uh, you took them for granted. You thought at us playing at home, uh, we would have enough to beat them even without Luka. And Porzingis, who has struggled all season, has played well in spots but not great, found that three-point stroke. And, uh, yeah, I just think they, they overlooked them, and it happened. All right, McLovin has a hot take on the Mavs. McLovin, you ready to give it to Reggie? Yeah. So, okay. watching last night, the ball moved a lot more, and Porzingis was featured more without Luka Doncic in the game. Maybe he should handle the ball less. Maybe his usage numbers should go down to help everybody else. This is why you're probably in the back row next to to Todd. Absolutely not. What? That's one of the craziest things I've ever heard, McLovin. We have a stat that he's ten and two when he shoots less than twenty times, and seven and six when he shoots more than twenty times. And are you like, talking about uh, Doncic? Doncic, right? We are talking about one of the faces of the NBA over the next ten years. Uh, and the way the game is played today, you've got to have a ball-dominant either point guard, which I'm considering Luka is now since he plays point for them, and how he controls the game. He controls pace, style. He can shoot from deep. He sets everyone up on this team. If you took him off the ball, number one, who's going to handle it for the Mavs? Jalen Brunson. I just, who? I think Jalen Brunson, or Rick Brunson, not Jalen Brunson. Really? He, he was great last night. Well, Dave the ball dominant point guard that's won a title, Reggie. Who's, who's won the title with that formula? The Harden style. It hasn't happened. You have to pass the ball. They pass, it, they pass the ball enough. They do. 
I think the ball has to be in Luka's hands. It, it does. But the Warriors style is with, and the Raptors last year, you got to move the ball around. I, this whole trend towards the one-on-one is, is alarming me as a purist. As a basketball purist, I can see that. But they do have a flow offense. It just so happens the ball is in Luka's hands 80 to 90% of the time. I like the ball in his hands. I like the ball in his hands. I know that you can look at the numbers there, McLovin, and think that they're a better team when he doesn't shoot as much. But you can still have the ball in his hands. And, you know, so he can still be ball dominant, but they could still, if he shoots a little less, they could be a little better. But I still want the ball in his hands. Is McLovin comparing Doncic's game to Harden? Because I have a feeling that's what you're. No, he is. Absolutely not. Tons of threes, gets the line a million times a game, handles the ball all the time. What's what's not the same? Aren't they both in top three in three-point attempts and foul shots? I don't think that they have the same game. And I think, in my opinion, I think Doncic is the more willing passer. I think Harden wants to score the basketball. That's his primary thing. And then when they triple-team him, that's when he throws an alley-oop to Capella or finds those guys in the corner. I think Doncic looks to get other people involved. Uh, we're talking to Reggie Miller, the Hall of Famer. He's got Bucks Lakers coming up on Thursday night. I was wondering about this last night, and that is how many teams is it NBA Finals or bust? Lakers, Clippers, yes. Bucks, yes. anybody else? Yes. Philly. See, I don't think people are expecting I, – I know Philly has talent, but it, it feels like we cooled on them, whereas Milwaukee has been great, picked up where they left off. I, I, I don't know. I just figured there were three teams. If the Rockets don't make the finals, Mike D'Antoni may lose his job, but I don't know if it's NBA finals or bust for any other teams but the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks. I don't think the, the Rockets will get to the NBA finals. I don't think they're going to get through either of the L.A. teams. Um, but the two L.A. teams, Milwaukee, Philly, who, mm-hmm. look, Milwaukee has, you know, getting to the conference finals, having the best record, being up 2-0 versus Toronto last season in, in the conference finals, and then losing, definitely championship robust. And I think Philly, after the disappointing, you know, bang around the rim shot by Kawhi Leonard, and Embiid crying, I think it's championship or bust. I think they're on the clock right now with those two guys and Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. So those would probably be my championship or bust type teams. Yeah, and, you know, I start to look at, you know, where the Lakers are, and, and this was brought up to me by somebody in the NBA. They're like, do you think that Kawhi is being selfish or selfless? And do you think LeBron is being selfish or selfless? So LeBron doesn't believe in load management. He wants to play, whereas Kawhi needs it, believes in load management, so he's ready for the playoffs. So could you see where somebody is being selfish or selfless in this situation? I can make a case for both. Dan. Okay, okay. Um, and that's the way I uh, answered it. Yeah, I can make a case for both because being in LeBron's situation, he's not wrong. And I agree with him 100%. If I'm healthy – if I'm 80%, I want to play because he's right about there could be a kid that has heard of me, that has saved, the parents have saved up money to come see me. I'm going to play. Mm. On the flip side, what's bigger? A championship going deep in the playoffs, B 
being ready for your team. So I see Kawhi's point. That's why you and I, about a month and a half ago, we were talking about who's better, LeBron, Kawhi, and I kept going Kawhi, Kawhi. <laughs> I'm cooled on that because you can't you, – you've got to be able to play every every game. Kawhi's not going to play every game. And I'm glad you came around just like I did with Anthony Davis, yeah, top five. You, you, you can't you, – you've got to be able to play under duress when you're tired, back-to-back. So that's just – that's just what it is. But on the flip side, I understand where he's coming from. I want to be ready come April 15th once the playoffs get going, when there's no back-to-backs. And remember, he played the most minutes of any player during the playoffs last year. Kawhi did. Why? People are going to go back to he only played 60 games during the regular season. So I, can, I see their point. Did you see the story with Dion uh, Waiters? that he was suspended by the Heat. He called in sick, and then he reportedly posted a picture of himself on a boat. And what's the worst Guys. excuse you ever heard from somebody missing a game? Uh, missing a game? Or missing practice. You don't have to name any names. Uh, off the top of my head, I, I can't. That That really takes the cake right there. That is... That's so embarrassing, and what a lack of respect for the Heat organization, for Coach Spolstra, for those guys. The Heat have turned the corner, I thought, and have been playing fantastic, and to do something like this is such a slap in the face. And, you know, this Heat team, I don't know if they can win the East, but they're they're really sneaky good. Um, They're fun to watch. Yeah, they. Number one. Yeah, it, it, they, they, they jack up a bunch of threes. Uh, Tyler Hero, who I told you was going to be in the Rookie of the Year conversation, which he is. Duncan Robinson from Michigan, who can flat out shoot the basketball. And then you've got a bona fide closer in Jimmy Butler. You got Kendrick Nunn, who's also a rookie. Spolstra has opened up the offense to kind of let these guys, you know expanded a little bit and run. So they're a fun team to watch. That's why it's a slap in the face. Who wouldn't want to play that style of, of basketball? I mean, so for Deion Waiters to do something like that, it, it is such a slap in the face to the rest of his teammates. You know, whatever beef you have with management, with Pat Riley, and that's, that should be on them. But don't disrespect the game and disrespect your fellow teammate by doing acts like this. It's, it's such a – it's a slap in the face. I don't know if you uh, heard Shaq and Charles Barkley be critical of Joel Embiid. Embiid did say that he considered it constructive criticism. Even though he puts up unbelievable numbers, I always feel like he can do more. And, I, and maybe that's not fair to him, but I, I do expect – it feels like he could be great every single night. I think he's, he's sporadically great. He should be averaging 25 and 15 on a bad night. But what, 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 the, but what's the, what's, what's, why isn't it happening? Because I think he lets the defense off the hook way too much. I think he settles for threes when he doesn't have to. And he is so gifted and talented with his footwork and yeah. with his back to the basket. Yeah. He could get anywhere he wanted in the paint. And between his pump fakes and his footwork, on bad nights, he should be 28 and 16. 
on good nights when they called him out like versus Boston and he went for 38 and I believe it was 13. That should be a nightly thing because the way they are playing Big Ben today where you can't really body and hold and arm bar, he's too big and too talented. And then when they do do that, because he can face you up, I'm not telling him to shoot threes, but his 18 to 20-foot jump shot is pretty pure. So he can have them on a he can have most defenses on a yo-yo, and I think he just lets them off the hook by at times playing very passive. So I under I understand the the call out by the by the two big fellas because they're right. He should be the best player in the, in the game with his skill set. Better than everybody? You think he's got that much talent that he could be the best well, player? He's not going to be like uh, Giannis or Luca because those guys can handle the basketball and go coast to coast and do a host of things, get triple doubles, which I think he can. He's a great passer. But in terms of – see, the reason why I think this holds so close to Shaq, Shaq was so dominant as a center. I mean, there there was no question during his era he was the best player. And I think Shaq sees a lot of Joel in him that – he needs to put guys down. Shaq put guys down. I mean, guys, you talk about the blue flu. Guys would call in sick not to play against Shaq. <laughs> and that's why I think it, it, it holds close to Shaq because he sees the potential in Joel. Uh, you got the kids uh, ready for Christmas there? I, we are. We're getting close. We're getting all – we're getting Elf on the Shelf. Who who thought of Elf on the Shelf, by the way? Was Elf on the Shelf around when you were a no. kid? No. It wasn't around when I was around. No, we didn't have Oh, so, yeah. Damn Elf We're on going Elf on the Shelf, and uh, I'm trying to find, which I do I do know they have, like the, the game, the toy that I loved the most when I was growing up. Do you remember Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was – I mean, I love the sound of it when you when you. Oh my god! (laughs) And what's funny is, uh, ten-year-old Reggie's like we named. I believe the blue one was Muhammad Ali, and we made the red one either Ken Norton or George Foreman, and that's how we played. We would play that hours upon hours, right? Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Fast forward to this summer, we're on vacation in Hawaii. And we walk into Dave and Buster's. And I don't know the last time you've been into Dave and Buster's, which is unbelievable. has every video game imaginable. They had a life size, the size of my son. <laughs> Rock'em, sock'em, robots. You're talking about a 50-year-old-plus man go, died and gone to heaven. It, it was unbelievable. So, yeah, Rock'em, Sock'em, Robot, I'm trying to find that for my mini-me because I want to get them hooked. I think that we have a Rock'em, Sock'em, Robot, but my man cave is so big that we've lost track of where the Rock'em, Sock'em, Robots are. So, You've got to find that. You've got to display it because we all grew up with Rock'em, Sock'em, Robot. What else did you grow up with, like favorite Christmas toy? Um, let me see. See, we were more of a game family. So when we got together, it was more like Clue, Monopoly, the arguments, the fights. 
that's what it was all about for us. See, I love risk because I just risk. love I like yes, taking, <laughs> taking over a country, taking over the, yes. the East, the Far East, the Middle East, Europe. Yahtzee. See, that's, this is how you get kids hooked on gambling. Yahtzee. <laughs> I mean, there's no need for kids to be learning how to play Yahtzee and three of a kind, four of a kind. That's why kids go to Vegas now. What, right? was, what was your, your first real pair of basketball shoes? They were top ten Adidas. Do you remember the top ten Adidas? Mm. With the three stripes on the side. Top ten Adidas. I had Look the, that up, Polly. I had the Converse. Look that up, I got them. Converse All Star High Tops is what I had. The uh, powder blue, North Carolina blue. So you're a tad older than I am. Yeah. Well, I, we couldn't have afforded Adidas. I mean, Neither could we. we were on the government budget. <laughs> you know, we lived at the, the commissary, so we used to shop at the uh, the Air Force Base all the time. So that and Kmart, that's where we got most of our, our kicks from. Did you have uh, – and then you had a basketball, obviously. You got that. We, we had a basketball. Pops made a – in the backyard, he put on all the cement himself, and that's it. Was I don't know, maybe ten by twelve, and which got expanded because we started to shoot, shoot, shoot <laughs> until we wore out that ten by twelve, and then it went to like fifteen by fifteen, um, and we had the hoop. Yeah, so is that hoop still there? It's still there in the backyard of Riverside, California. No kidding. I know. And this is other games that we would uh, – this is crazy how we think of things. It was called cork ball. So we would get old corks. We would put athletic tape around it, and that would be your ball. And we would get old broom handles, break it off, saw it off, and that would be your bat. And that's how I learned to bat. And that's why I had great hand-eye coordination because you're trying to hit the cork, which was the ball, and you would flick it under your middle finger and your thumb. That's how you held it. And you flicked it. When I come in – to New York and to the studio, I'll show you how to play. And you could play two-on-two or one-on-one, and that's what we would do for hours. Cheryl and I, Tammy and I, my brothers, that's how I learned how to play baseball was playing cork ball. But I'm curious, though, at that time, like how important was basketball to you? Like did did your parents – Oh, it wasn't – like if I said you could have played – because your brother played baseball, were you any good at baseball? That was my first love. Yeah, that's I wanted my to be the next Gerard Carew. Yeah, baseball was, uh, basketball <laughs> was the second. Bat. I didn't really get into basketball until maybe my sophomore year. Isn't that interesting? I, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar told me that he always wanted to play first base. He wanted to play first base for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Like that was his his goal. And then he said, "I kept growing." And uh, you know, that's it. I, that's I, same story. I, I was five nine when I entered high school, and it was all about baseball. I loved the way cleats sounded when you walked on dirt. I mean, I was, like, obsessed. Rod Carew, Rod Carew, I wanted to be the best hitter ever. And that was it. So when I got to high school, the coach was like, you're going to pitch? I'm like, pitch? Pitching in, in at Pachapa Little League is different from pat, pitching on a high school mound. Like, I'm not going to pitch. He's like, oh, you're going to pitch. I'm like, well, I'm playing basketball. Thank you very much. And then I started to grow and – here I am talking to Theodore, yeah. you know, 30 years later. I think it worked out for you. I think it did, too. Yeah, I think so. It paid well. I think but so. The way those, hey, the way the contracts are now, 
Anthony Rendon money. Oh, I would have been a pitcher if I could have been like Garrett Cole. Well, wait a minute. Look now at, I see why you wanted me to pitch. Look at these NBA numbers here, Reg. Come on. Alan Crabb. I like those Major League Baseball numbers. <laughs> and for left work, I can work every, what, four or four five, five days? Yeah. Uh, he is okay. going to work on Thursday night, though. It'll be Lakers Bucks at 8 Eastern on TNT with Kevin Harlan and Allie LaForce. Does LeBron say anything to you prior to the game? Yeah, we'll probably dap up. That's I'll it. Good luck. And that's it. That's it. And by the way, uh, are we secure on Ronnie Jr. being the fifth best LA after you saw that performance in Ohio? Is he the fifth? best player in California. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not He's not starting yet, but I, hey, I'm the one that said LeBron stays in the NBA until Bronny gets there. You know what? I got I'm on the bandwagon. Okay. All right. Come I'm on, on in. The Come on I think in. You're right. Come on in. I think you're right. Uh, I think you're right. Have fun on Thursday night in Milwaukee. You're not you're not uh, staying in the uh, the the uh, haunted hotel, are you? Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Did you We're believe in that? Walk the halls. No, I do not oh, okay. believe in that. Okay. Oh. It feels like one of your teammates may have believed in that. Probably Mark. Mark Jackson. He's scared. Those New Yorkers are scared of everything. <laughs> Thank you, Reg. Uh, we'll be watching on Thursday night. Happy holidays, Thanks, Theodore Reg. and my Danettes. I love you guys. That's Reggie Aloysius Miller. We'll uh, close up shop after this on the program. This summer, there's only one trusted place that lets you get in on all your favorite sports betting action. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Or text BET now to 238-669. That's B-E-T-N-O-W to 238-669 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this summer. From Major League Baseball to the Women's World Cup and all things UF. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget to use the promo code PODCAST1. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Hey listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at PodcastOne.com clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331.20. 5-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. This day in sports history coming up. Anthony Davis of the Lakers will join us on the program tomorrow. They get ready to take on the Milwaukee Bucks. 
I have so many items in the man cave. And I sort of have a mental inventory, but there are times when the Danettes will move things. They want to see if I notice if they move things. I can't find my Rock'em Sock'em robots here. And I know they're here. And I'm going, to get, I'm going to ask one more time. You can come forward and you can tell me whatever happened to the Rock'em Sock'em robots, and there's going to be no punishment whatsoever. But if I find out after the fact, somebody's probably going to lose their job. Yes, Paul. So if we admit we took it now, yes. we're not in trouble. No. And we get to keep them, or you have to bring them back? You have to bring it back. Okay. Because it is mine. Yeah, I didn't take it. Okay, you didn't take it. Anybody have anything they want to admit? Todd? I do not. I think I still have one back in uh, Brooklyn in my mom's old Oh, apartment. really? Two of them. That's convenient. Mm-hmm. Great cover. From like 1975 or something. Doesn't, doesn't Fritzy strike you as the guy, if he was being interrogated, he would admit to something he didn't do? I don't need the guilt. I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to have that it's a big weight to walk around with. Just admit to everything. Does your does your room, your childhood room, still look the same as it did when you left? Not as much as I'd like it to, but you can find Atari cartridges there and Stay Alive and all kinds <laughs> of uh, board games. Just Connect Four, some good stuff. Yeah. Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul. <laughs> oh, I was looking up Rock'em Sock'em Robots for you. There are thirty five dollars you can get. The anniversary, $30 for... That's not the point, Paulie. I shouldn't have to pay anything for Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I already had some. I'll call my guy. All right. All right. Wayne Gretzky, 1983, scored his 100th point of the season. Fastest all time, 1983. Mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky. Wilt Chamberlain, 1961, scored 78 points against the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. That was his best of his career. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one, oh, boy. The Simpsons were created... In 1989, 30 years ago today. Do you think that's the most financially successful TV show of all time? Financially. Well, the fact that it's 30 years, network TV, they have all kinds of, you know, dolls and games and, you know, there's a lot of things attached to. Because 60 Minutes is, is successful, but wouldn't live in syndication. You wouldn't sell shirts and gear for it, but successful, but financially. I don't know what The Simpsons, like how many billions has The Simpsons made? Yes. Well, there was this story once about one of the creators of The Simpsons, and he left, like they sold the show to someone or whatever, and he left, say, in like 2000. Sam Simon? Might be Sam Simon. And he, and they're like, what is he doing now? Did he opened up had, a zoo or something? So he had a, a dog rescue or yeah. like an animal rescue on like 20 acres in Malibu. He had beachfront <laughs> property in Malibu, which is like some of the most expensive real estate in the country. He's like, yeah, this is just for all the dogs. I just put all the dogs out here. That's how well the Simpsons did. Yeah, he made over $100 million. Wasn't he married to Meg Tilly? That's right. And she's, fun, funny thing was, she's worth half as much as he was. Yeah. <laughs> For her role. Uh, this day's sports history brought to you by Continental Tire. No matter what you drive, where you drive, how you drive, they have a tire for you. ContinentalTire.com. Yes, McLovin. I saw a good this day. Gilbert Arenas scores 60 on the Lakers in 2006. Agent Zero. Do you guys yeah. happen to remember that game? He was going against Kobe. I don't remember. Anytime Gilbert Arenas comes up, it always feels like there's something in a locker room that. Uh, you know, well, remember, he'd have like a huge oh, scoring no, he game. Score. Was... No, he was a great scorer. Yes, Tom. I want to know if drawings get residual checks. Thank you. They owe me a lot of money. Uh, what did you learn today, Todd? You've never done a crossword puzzle, started one, never finished it. You're not into jigsaw puzzles either. McLovin, what did you learn? I learned that Reggie is now leaning towards you with LeBron over Kawhi. Yes, LeBron is better than Kawhi. Yes, he. 
Luca overrated. Wow. Paulie? Kyle Rudolph, good high school basketball player. What did I learn, Todd? Reggie says the Sixers are among the championship or bus teams, and Joel Embiid should be getting 28 and 16 on a bad night. What we learned brought to you by True Car and Sports, a top-notch organization has it all, like a great front office, incredible personnel. It's no different when it comes to buying or selling your car. You need to have an MVP every level. Visit True Car when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car. Visit True Car. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show and happy holidays from all of us at podcast one napa right now only at napa triple a members get a 20 percent discount so you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries brake pads and more meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem bravo that's 20 percent off for triple a members quality parts helpful people that's napa know-how napa know-how at participating Napa Auto Parts stores. Exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331.20. 5-Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.